was unheard of for the rabbis to be attended by women. This message is called uh, Celebration of Women Who Can Give and Nurture Life. I, I want to help some people understand uh, what women are about. And, and if we could understand women, and if men could understand themselves, but if men could understand women, we could, under, we could, we could really, uh, you know, we could actually relate with each other and, and help each other and live with each other and... These are the most profound revelations for me that I wish I knew years ago, but they come, they're mainly derived after I get across this, this just huge statement, uh, and I'll get into a, a teaching of a lot of it's derived from Miles Munro, who's a kingdom preacher, and he's, he's got some fabulous uh, insight and revelation. If you want to know, ladies, uh, about your makeup, about your nature and how you tick and your needs that need to be met, I recommend a book by Miles Munro, and it's, it's, uh, it's about women, understanding the nature of women. It's something like that. But Miles, who knows Miles Munro? Put up your hand. Awesome, awesome, great, probably the, one of the, the, the better uh, revelational, uh, revelationally uh, preachers uh, about the kingdom. Amazing stuff. But this is what, something I like to quote at every Mother's Day. It goes like this. It was unheard of for a rabbi to be attended by a woman. But Jesus included them in his itinerant ministry and they supported him. A woman was involved in prophesying over him as, he, as his consecration in the temple. A woman was involved in his first miracle. The woman was the first to see the, the resurrected Lord and the first to carry the message of his victory over death. The disciples had heard Jesus use women to illustrate God and as examples in his parables of teaching. Jules, I can't wait to hear that. You gave me a little bit of an inkling what you're going to preach tonight. You only got it this morning. You got up extra early this morning and you got it in your heart what you want to preach. And I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it is not surprising then that the first convert on, on Europe was Lydia and, and, and the first known person to be baptized with the Holy Spirit in modern times was a woman, Agnes Osman, or that the first Pentecostal church in Australia was established by a woman, Janet Lancaster. Janet Lancaster. Paul declares that all the social and spiritual barriers have been removed in Christ. Uh, his letter to the Galatians makes it clear that in the ministry of the church, there is not exclusive role for men. At home, but yes, leadership. But at church, this is not so. So there's a huge leadership connotation at home. But in church, you can have a woman minister. You can have a woman elder, in fact. And uh, you, women can do everything. I love that about the, the Christian faith. There's equality. There's equality. And that's why we so much got to get Christianity out into our nation and out into other nations where women are oppressed. Do you know what I'm saying? Where women are second-rate citizens. Do you know what I'm saying? Jesus, Jesus dignified women. In Christ, there is neither male nor female or slave or free men. So just understand that there's total equality of men and women. Do you know what I mean? So the Bible is one of the most important means by which a woman's identity and her place in society should be defined. The Creator presented His perfect plan, but Satan used his wily's, wily ways through a woman to bring sin into the world. God countered this satanic attack by using a woman to give birth to the Savior who would provide redemption. Again, it's through the woman. Through the woman. Jesus did not hesitate to teach a woman and to see them in parables and illustrations. Women, a woman was present at the crucifixion. They prepared the Lord's body for burial. 
They were first at the tomb on resurrection morning. They were the first to bear testimony to the resurrection. Their faith and prayers were vital to the growth of the early church. Everywhere Christianity has gone, the status of women has improved. And the saints say, Amen. Well, that's what it says on the front of Julie's uh, women's Bible. She's got a big, thick study Bible. Uh, and, and it actually has that great um, statement that, that uh, sets up that whole Bible. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Jesus. God has an awesome plan for women. God has an awesome plan for women. If we could understand how women tick, how women are designed, and understand their purpose, men would be far better off in their marriages, and men would be far better off, period, of how to relate to women and understand all their sensitivities. Because women are sensitive. I'll explain that in a little moment. Proverbs 19.21 says this, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So I'm, I'm talking about the purpose of a woman, the purpose of a man, but this morning on Mother's Day, I'm talking about the purpose of a woman. You know, women can try and do any, everything, you know, like we have this feminist attitude that, you know, some women don't even want to have babies. and uh, They don't want to be caregivers. They don't want to be soft. They want to be strong like the man. And, and that's not right. You know, that's a loss of identity in, in God's, you know, design for, for women. Do you know what I'm saying? The women should be, should be soft, should be beautiful, and some women try and play that beauty down. I, I believe women should look beautiful. I don't know about you, but, uh, but, but, but women should look beautiful. That's the intention that, that, that God had for women. I love this. God is a God of purpose, and everything He made in this life, including men and women, has a purpose. Point one, the purpose of something determines its nature or design. Two, the nature or design of something determines its needs. You're going to love me for this, women, when I get through with this. Women have needs. Say that, women have needs. The nature of the women must be understood in light of a purpose, and her needs must be understood in light of a nature. Otherwise, she will be unable to fulfill the purpose for which she was created. Women have an amazing purpose for us men. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> the most important thing we can find out about ourselves and others is the purpose of our existence. And the sad consequence, Andrew, is that of men and women misunderstanding each other is that when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. And we've seen a lot of that, haven't we? Now, listen, let, let's go right back, just quickly, let's go right back to the garden. And man is born. He's been given... He's been born and, and he's got the nature of God. He, 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 he's got love and he, and he needs a partner. There's no animals are going to work, you know. No animals are going to help that. Uh, and so man's getting rather lonely and, and God says, um, I, I need to send him a helpmate. Say helpmate. But already Adam has been given a huge mandate. This mandate is God's mission on earth. And it's about this, to populate, to be fruitful, to have dominion authority, in fact, to actually colonize the earth, to, it says it like this, to tend the garden, to be fruitful, 
But all that means is this, to spread God's kingdom, to spread God's garden of his presence throughout the earth. Imagine that. If the earth was filled with the garden of the presence of God, wouldn't that be great? You know, some of our most decrepit uh, ghettos and cities, they'd be totally different. They'd be powerfully revamped, powerfully uh, nurtured and, uh, and, and cultivated in God's powerful ways. And, and so God said to man, I'm going to give you this much of the garden here, this place called Eden. I want you to look after it, tend to it well, don't eat from that tree, but that tree's good. And, 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 but he got lonely, man got lonely. And so he needed, he needed to love someone. Need someone to... It's an old 60 song, just a flashback. And, um, and so man, God took, a, a, you know the story, the rib of man, he took a part of man because man was God and woman. But then God said it wasn't good for man to be alone, meaning all in one. He separated the man and he took out this nature out of man that ended up being the woman. And that woman was designed to help him fulfill his mission on earth. The man had a vision to tend the garden, to populate the earth, to, um, to colonize the earth with God's will and plans. And, and then he says, I'm going to give you a helpmate. I'm going to give you a woman. She's going to help you in, the, in that vision. She's going to help you. She's going to be so talented, so gifted, so multi-purposed. She's going to be like a, man, she's going to be like a weapon, man. She's going to be like my iPhone with, man, get this about my iPhone. Okay, so we got man, he's just strong, he's got brawn, he's, yeah, I can see what I need to do. I'm going to build the church, I'm going to build my family, I'm going to change society. That's the vision. But then God says, no, you need a woman. You need a woman to understand exactly what, what we need to do here. And you need a woman to be able to cultivate and to nurture that, that plan and to be able to, to put it in the womb of a spirit and, 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 and see it gestate and see it grow and see it develop and see it propagate and see it birthed in the spirit. And so God says, I'm going to give you this woman. She's going to be an amazing an amazing, an amazing asset to you. I, when I thought about that, I thought, women are a little bit like my iPhone. And my iPhone is a bit sensitive too, you know. Different shape, yeah, no, different shape. But my iPhone, I can be walking with my iPhone, listening to the iPod, Listen to the, uh, the, the, the music. I can have my walk tracker. I can have my... Mu- uh, the, the, this this uh, app, it actually, it actually um, tracks where I walk, how far I walk, where I walk, how many calories I lose, the elevation of where I walk. So that's tracking me. So I end up out at the back of Chapman Hill, look out, and it's dark. Then I realized, oh my God, I can't see in the dark. My, I go really bad in the dark. My eyes just can't. And then I realized, I've got a torch on my iPhone. I've got an app that gives me a torch. So now I'm listening to my music. 
My app is tracking where I'm actually walking, GPS, the, the whole deal. And now I've got my torch showing me through the bush. And I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. Women, I think, are a little bit like that. Women are a little bit just ambidextrous, multi-purpose. They can do anything and everything. They are awesome. Let's give it up for them. Give them a clap. Women was God's idea. Women was God's idea. And if they are God's idea, be careful how you treat God's idea, man. They are unique. They are God's idea. They are God's idea. Genesis 2.18 says, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. There's another uh, interpretation of that uh, suitable, meaning they will be, um, uh, what is it, adaptable. They will be adaptable. Women can adapt much more than men can. 1 Corinthians 11.8 says, For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. There's a lot of, there's a few connotations in there, and it's about men being leaders, and it's, um, um, it's about the responsibility of authority that men have over women, that men, that women should submit to, in the home, to the man. And I qualified that before about church. You can have senior you can have bosses at work in, in the work in the marketplace. You can have me, uh, women pastors. But at home and in the scheme of things, God would wish that there be a man of authority over the woman. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'll explain that why in a moment. Women were born to help man accomplish the vision that was purposed to the men, to all the men. Men should have vision. And there's, 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 a, there's a great big... Uh, contention there because a lot of men don't have vision. Men don't have vision to do well, to go to work. Some men don't have any vision. They just sit at home. And so, but the woman was born to help the man with the vision. And then that's when the woman gets narky, disgruntled, disappointed, nagging. <laughs> It's the woman's job. But that, you know a lot of that nagging is the woman's job? To, 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 to inspire the man, to encourage the man. Come on, you should be reading. Shouldn't we pray for our meal? The woman says, oh, that's right. Yeah, and the man would, would, would say, I'll pray when we, we, should pray, when we want to pray. No, the woman is trying to help the man fulfill his best life. And, and the woman... And we, the men go, I'll pray when I want to pray. I'll do that when I want to do it. No, but the woman is there to actually help us men aspire to our best life and aspire to the things that we need to do. But the man interprets it as nagging sometimes. That's a revelation right there. Yeah. Awesome. 1 Peter 3.7, the woman is delicate. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them and respect them as the weaker partner and as heirs of heirs with you of the 
gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Okay. Weaker means more delicate, not weaker. Not more insipid, not weaker physically. Not weaker physically. They are more delicate. They are more, they're like fine, fine china. Their soul is fine, fine and delicate. Their soul. That's why, men, you've got to be careful what you say to them. You've got to be careful because they absorb things and they take it in. That's why they're called women. Womb man. Womb man. They take things in. I'm going to explain that too in a moment. God designed her delicately, more refined. A woman's soul is very refined and delicate because of its purpose as caregivers. She's more absorbent. She can absorb things more easily. That's why God says, be careful how you treat her, treat her or, I'm, or I'm not receiving your gift at the altar. God has designed the woman to function on love. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells the man to love the woman, but it does not tell the woman to love the man. It instructs her to submit to and respect him. The woman will reflect the love or lack of love she receives from a man. The woman will reflect or not reflect the love that she gets from the man. I'm going to make a comparison about the church in the moment because the church is the bride of Christ. If we don't love the church, the church will reflect that. If we love our church, pray for our church, nurture our church, give to the church, serve the church, guess what? That church, the bride of Christ, it reflects that. That's why some churches don't have any atmosphere. They don't have any presence to reinforce the idea that God is a loving God. And it's the same thing with the women. If we don't love our women, their countenance won't perk up and reflect the glory of God. Do you know what I mean? This, this, is, this is powerful stuff, man, I'm telling you. The women will reflect, yeah. Women need to have love continually expressed to them through affectionate words and gestures. Is that true, ladies? If a a man is going to love his wife, he is to keep company, he he would do well to do this, to keep company with Christ. He has to find out how Christ loves the church. That makes sense. A woman was born to be in God, in the garden, in his presence. The first man and woman are both designed to be actually in the garden. Let me just take this, just through this, it would take me 10 minutes, and, and it goes like this. Number one, Let's have a look at women as life givers. The naming of the woman. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. Genesis 3.20. Is that up there now? The name Eve in the Hebrew is Shava. Help me, uh, Daniel. Shava. And it means life giver. The woman is a life giver. That's what Eve means. Life giver. Two... The woman focuses her entire being on creating life. Get this. During physical pregnancy, the woman's body undergoes a complete transformation. The lining of a womb thickens in order to create an environment for the new life to develop while it is kept protected, safe, and warm. Her hormone levels change to prevent miscarriage. Her brain chemistry alters. Andrew, does her brain chemistry alter? Uh, Uh, her nutrients are directed to go first to the unborn baby and secondly to herself. 
Her center of gravity switches that so she can keep her balance while she shares a body with the unborn baby and many other changes occur. Pregnancy is a remarkable process that shifts the focus and efforts of the woman's entire body to the task of developing the new life within the womb. Amazing. How many ladies have we got pregnant now that are just about to have babies? Jilly, Natasha, Kath, the Flanneries, Jackie, Jackie Holland, yeah, Jackie. Oh, Belinda. Yes, of course, Belinda Deeves has just given birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Tash Eagle. <laughs> Three, three, will this one go up? Three, the woman is an incubator by nature. Okay, the woman is an incubator by nature. That, that, that's, yeah, God created the woman's gestational ability as an integral part of her nature. This ability permeates all areas of her life. She has a physical womb, but she also has an emotional womb, a spiritual womb. She brings forth life in all these areas of her makeup. Everything about her is a womb. Wow. She receives things into herself, nurtures them until they mature, and then gives back it fully in a developed form. Tammy, this is going to help you understand some stuff, truly. Many women don't even know that they are blessed with such an awesome purpose. Everything goes back to the purpose and the design of God. The woman's nature is to be a receiver. She receives the seed of a man in order to create a new human life. It's the ability to transform that was received that makes her an incubator. A womb multiplies, transforms, and creates. Women, when a woman receives an idea and incubates it, it becomes something greater, something bigger, stronger, more dynamic. There's so much to it that it staggers with the weight of it. When it, whatever you give a woman, she's going to multiply it. If you give her sperm, she'll give you a baby. If you give her a house, if you give her a house, she'll give you a home. If you give her groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her a smile, she'll give you her heart. She multiplies and enlarges what is given her. Number four, the creative process of incubation. A woman has many creative abilities that can assist her loved ones, herself and the world. A woman incubates in these main ways. I wish we had, I had them on PowerPoint, but obviously not happened. She sees possibilities and potential. She ponders words and actions and relationships between things. She processes words, ideas, needs, and problems. She conceives and invents. She develops ideas, plans, and programs. She protects what she has received while it develops. She produces something new from what she receives. She multiplies what she is given. You could say, you could say that the woman is an entire research and development, development department all in one. So here's the man pushing through life, you know, using all his brawn and physicality. But the woman is behind the man. She's like the iPhone. She's got about 200 apps, but... And, and, and she can decipher, she can, she can 
intuitively work out problems out in front and she, she understands so much to what is, tr- is really needing to be the end result of, of why the vision. Why are we trying to build a church? The man could just get caught up in the buildings. The buildings. But the woman says, no, in, we need to make the church a church of love. It needs to be like a womb. It needs to have love. It needs to, it needs to be, you know, it needs the Word of God like a seed to come with prayer. And so the women, who comes to the prayer meetings mostly? Women come to the prayer meetings. They understand what it means to gestate, to pray, and they understand what it needs to nurture God's will. God wants to do something through this church. That's, that's the vision. And the man goes, well, bring it on. But the woman goes, no, we need to nurture it. We need to pray for it. We need to carry it for nine months. We need to bring it to, we need to, bring it to pass. Be patient. Women have this amazing ability to help man bring things to pass that need an extraordinary amount of nurture, of, uh, of, of caregiving, of, of just that ability that they have to, to be that, that strong, strong, uh, help me, this strong advocate of life. It's got to live. C3 Tuggler's got to live. My children have got to live. And they will do anything. Men will too, but women have this, they will die to themselves. They, they will just die to themselves and just pour everything they have into their husband maybe or everything they have into their child, everything they have into their church. I'm telling you, without women, this church would not be here today. Four, the creative process of incubation. A woman has many creative abilities. Did I say that? That can assist her loved ones. Yeah, she sees potentials and, and potential. She sees possibilities and potential. She ponders words and actions and relationships between things. She processes words, ideas, and needs. She's like a womb. She takes it in. In this, she reflects the nature of a creator, who the Bible says in Romans 4.17, who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Women have an emotional, emotional uh, womb, in, and, and of course, because of that, what they take in, it can be problematic too. If if it's negativity, if it's stuff that's not good, they will take that in and absorb that, and that will cause complications, and that will cause her to be worn down. Because women at the end of the day are born to be nurtured and loved by God, but by their husbands. Women are born to be nurtured and loved and washed. The Bible says in Ephesians, to be washed in the word. How many men, how many men in the house wash their women in the word and pray over them? They need this, guys. They need to be prayed for. They need to be nurtured. They need to be The Bible says don't bring a gift to the altar unless your relationship is right with your wife, with your mum, with your loved one. Yeah. 
I think, man, if we could get our relationships right between men and women, and if we could do what God originally intended, and that was to help each other, for the man to do the vision that he's called to do, to be the, uh, the, the family man or the, the man in church, the man in the community, in the business, whatever, and then the woman is right there beside him, nurturing him, encouraging him, loving him, and blessing him all the way to fulfill that vision. Guess what, man? We'd have some very happy marriages. But because that hasn't been the case, we've seen women disappointed, dejected, rejected, and we've seen man in his independent way say, I don't need the woman. I can do it myself. I think we're going into new days when there's going to be like these guys here, men and women coming together in holy matrimony. The two will become one and they will become mighty. Two is better than one. Two can keep warm with each other. Two can defend. Two can... No, we won't go there. Two can... Two... Let's all stand, God bless you.